is episode eight, a solo episode with me, Tiffany Hinton, and we're talking about transplanting your plants and getting them out into your garden today on Cultivating. Hello, it's Tiffany, and welcome back to Cultivating Guts, a podcast where we discuss gardening, homesteading, gut health, and following our intuition. I'm excited to be back with you guys, and yes, I sound a little nasally. I have a sinus infection. Maybe we'll talk about that on the show, maybe not. And um, had a lot of fun over the last few weeks. We've missed a few episodes partially because I was sick, partially because it was spring break, and there was a lot going on. So we'll talk about that as well today on the podcast. And today we're going to talk about when do you start to transplant your little seedlings, right? How do you do that? How do you introduce those baby plants to the big, large world and the scary nights and the cold and all of that stuff, right? So we'll talk about transplanting seedlings today on the podcast, along with some other fun gardening stuff. If you want to watch this in video, I am on Spotify and YouTube on video, and you can check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Tiffany Hinton, and tune in there as well. Hello if you're on video. Uh, Okay, so before we get started, if you could do me a huge favor and subscribe and rate and review our podcast, that will help other people find the podcast who are interested in gardening, homesteading, or even following their own intuition as they become themselves, become who they were always meant to be, right? All right. I am not. I'm like looking at my notes and then I'm pausing. It's kind of funny. All right. So the next thing I will tell you is that today's podcast sponsor is coming up shortly with a sweet little commercial and then we'll jump right into the show. Today's episode is sponsored by Cultivating Guts. We want to talk a little bit about our brand new, newish Little Witches Moon Gardening Club. And no, you don't have to be just a little witch. You could be a little wizard. The Moon Gardening Club happens in the north suburbs of Chicago. Once a month, the kids come together and have garden club. They have education. They have music. They have time with pets and animals, farm animals, chickens and rabbits, time in nature, and they learn biodynamic gardening skills. They learn the elements from fire, earth, wind, and water. They learn medicinal properties of herbs along with magical properties of plants. They learn to find their intuition and they have space to create and just play. And it's a beautiful thing. And they're learning sustainable practices that'll help heal Mother Earth that they'll be able to use to have a sustainable lifestyle in the future. If you would like your child to join us, or to learn more about the Little Witches Moon Gardening Club, visit our website, www.cultivatingguts.com. Sign your kid up today. New seasons and new clubs are the second or third week of every month. All right. Welcome back to Cultivating Guts. So it is the middle of April, right? For most of us, Easter is come and gone. If you're Orthodox, I understand Easter is coming. And Beltane is coming May 1st, May 2nd, and then May Day, which is May 1st, and then we have Mother's Day, and then we have plant all your plants, go to all your fun little lawn and garden stores, all your greenhouses, and find all your little beautiful things for the season. I don't know about you, but that's kind of how the next few weeks of my calendar looks. And so um, for those of you though that did the seed starting, right? So we had a few episodes about seed starting. We've had some articles in Natural Awakening Milwaukee Magazine and Natural Awakening Chicago Magazine. And those also were on seed starting and how to start your seeds 
so that you had success. What I will tell you is, yes, you might have a germination rate of 98%, meaning that out of 100 seeds that you plant, 98 of them grow. And then over time, you have some stragglers, you have some plants that get overwatered, maybe you have some that get too dehydrated. And so of those plants that you planted, you are not probably going to end up with every single seed getting transplanted to your garden. If you did, congratulations. I did not. (laughs) So we started out with 860 little seeds that got planted. I lost a full tray, yes, 72, um, of purple flowered peas that you would make like butterfly pea tea with, whole tray. Uh, It got too dry and it got overheated and the peas didn't like it and they shriveled up and died. Um, I had a mouse get in the greenhouse and most of you will think, oh, he must have ate something sweet. No, he ate the tops off the jalapenos. I don't know why the mouse did that. Maybe he was cold and was looking to heat up his body. I don't know. But some of the jalapeno plants are re-putting leaves out. Some of them uh, did not make it. The tomatoes are doing amazing other than yesterday. My greenhouse got to 105 degrees and the tomatoes got a little wilty, but we got them watered. They look good this morning. I may have lost one tomato plant yesterday. So this is the course of the gardener. So if you feel like a failure because you started out with a tray of seeds and they did not all survive, you did not fail them. This is just the course of gardening. It is an art. It is could be a science. For me, it is definitely an art. It is a learning experience. It is a growth journey. And there are losses and there are wins and it's okay. And so now that we have the plants, I've got tomatoes that are like 12 inches tall. I've got one chamomile plant that looks amazing. I've got some other chamomile plants that are like an inch tall. So there's this variation happening, right? But as you get ready to introduce those little seedlings to the grand world outside your house, outside the greenhouse, outside the safety of the heat and the grow lights and the sunshine, there is a way to do that so that you don't lose more plants because <laughs> nobody wants to lose more, right? You definitely want to wait till uh, no more frost is in the forecast. So in Chicagoland, we have snow again in the forecast for Monday which would be April, I think, 17th. Um, So not a good time to put plants outside unless they're cold tolerant and they've been getting used to the cold because it's going to be snowing. Basically, what everybody always says is for zone four, zone five, like southern zone four, right, for that Chicagoland, Milwaukee area, don't put your plants outside till Mother's Day. That's like the, the wise tale, right, or the wives tale. Not just the wise tale, but it's like the wife because it was a bunch of women that made up these tales, and so they became the wives' tales. Um, In reality, we're getting a prediction date of April 25th as our last frost prediction date for our area, so that means that plants could start going outside the first week of May, right after Beltane. The other thing to think about is when you're doing moon gardening, you don't necessarily want to transplant any plants right around the full moon, you want to transplant them right after the new moon so that they're, they root and they root well. And that has to do with the magnetic pole in the soil and how the moisture is in the soil. Just like the, the full moon and the new moon affect the ocean waves, it affects the water in our soil, even in Chicago. So ideally then, what does that mean? It means that if I've got plants that can tolerate the cold, 
like rhubarb and peas and things like that that are growing in little seed trays, I can start putting those outside April 21st, April 22nd. Yes, there is a prediction of frost up until the 25th of April. So that means I might need to cover them with a tablecloth or a bedsheet or a frost cloth cover just to be safe. But the way that we introduce those little seedlings to the grand big world is we start to set them outside for around six hours a day for a week. The other thing you start to do is you get a oscillating fan if you don't have wind and you start to allow that fan to blow on your seedlings. What does that do? It makes their stems stronger so that they can withstand the winds and the rain and the, the summer weather. If you don't have a fan that you can use, now if you're in your house, you could almost put your ceiling fan on high maybe and it'll do the same thing and create some wind in that space. The other thing you can do is if you don't have a fan is you can lightly take your hand and brush the tops of the plants every day back and forth a little bit and just wiggle them around. They like to be wiggled. Um, but the oscillating fan is a great option. Give them like an hour or two a day with some some wind, some man-made wind from the fan, and then start to introduce them for at least one week to the outdoors. And I would say six to eight hours a day, primarily during the sunshine, during the heat of the day. So whether you're off to work or you're off to school, set them outside then. Somewhere safe, maybe closer to the house so that they're not extreme um, exposure, especially if there's rain forecasted or something coming. And don't set them out the day it's going to snow on Monday. Like that doesn't make sense either. But start to put them outside. So what I'm telling my students from the Little Witches Moon Garden Club is starting the week of May 1st, set your plants outside before you go to school every morning and then bring them in when you come home. That will introduce the plants to the outdoors. Okay. That way, if we look at the May calendar, oh, the full moon is May 5th. Don't want to be transplanting then, but the new moon is May 19th. So that means that the week of the 15th, if you start to introduce your baby seedlings, even for two weeks, right? The first week of May, the second week of May, the week of May 15th, you can get them in the ground. Now, what if you're like, but wait, you said I could start transplanting them in April. Absolutely, I did, which means that you're going to start putting your seedlings after like next Thursday based on forecasting, when it's 50, 60 degrees outside during the day, you're going to start setting your seedlings out in that warmer part of the day. And then after the 25th of April or around the 22nd of April, you can transplant some of those over. Okay, so you can also then starting May around that new moon, you can put in cucumber seeds, you can put in your carrot seeds, you can put your potatoes in the ground, although potatoes are a root vegetable, so you can put those in around the new, the full moon if you want. That will be totally fine. Um, yeah. So I'm like, what other questions would anybody have about seedlings? When you get them transplanted outside, you could do a couple of different things. Add some compost to your garden right? Whether you do like I do, which is no-till, and I just add two to three inches of compost right on top of the, the garden, and then I plant right into that. You can add your compost that way. You can add a little bit of banana peels, some eggshells, especially if you're planting tomatoes. Dig a deeper hole, put a banana peel in the bottom of the hole, then a thin layer of dirt, and then plant your tomato, okay? Uh, that will help create nutrients for the plants as they um, 
evolve and change. Some people will add like fish emulsion or earthworm casings as well when they start to plant their little seedlings over. You're going to want to watch your little seedlings to make sure that there's no snails or roly polies or other things coming along or clipper bugs and eating your baby seedlings. If you start to see some of those things happening where you've got pest, you can Try the red pepper flakes on the soil. You can try cinnamon. You can, last year I was using orange slices as baiting. And so a lot of the bugs would go to eat the orange and then I would go out with gloves and I would scoop up the dirt and the orange and the bugs and I would move them to the compost. Um, there's a couple of different options. That's one of the reasons we ended up getting chickens because we had so many roly polies and grubs that I couldn't keep up. And so the chickens... Last summer, all fall, all winter, have been digging and eating grubs and roly-polies and other bugs that I just am ready to be out of my garden that were introduced with a whole bunch of wood chips that we got that were infested. So chickens have been doing their job. All right. So that is, and I know this is a shorter episode, but that's basically how you transplant your seedlings. It's really not super hard. You just want to make sure that they're they're ready for the weather and they're ready for the wind. So that's where you get the fan or you lightly touch the tops of them. In, for a lot of us too, our seedlings that we planted in January and February are rather large. So you might need to move them to a solo cup. And I've got a YouTube short video that'll show you how to do that. Or you might even need to move them to a larger pot for a while, whether you've got a flower pot in your garage or you saved some pots from last year so that they have space to grow until you can get them in the ground, okay? You definitely don't want them to become root-bound. So after I film this, I'm actually headed out to my greenhouse to, to move a few more tomato plants and a few other things so they're not root-bound. You can move them with some garden soil, raised bed soil, or even just if you've got extra seed starter soil, you can use that as well when you go to just move them to a larger pot until it's time to get them outside. All right. Um, like I said, I am fighting a sinus infection. So that being said, um, before I sneeze or blow my nose on camera, that would be horrible. <laughs> let's, let's call it a day and um, make it a short podcast. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Share with me what your favorite part was and something that you learned that you didn't already know from today's podcast. I'm here for you and uh, you can ask me any questions. I'm excited to see what you get transplanted in your garden. Take a picture, tag us on Instagram at Cultivating Guts. Satnam, love you guys. So if you love this episode, remember to share it with your friends, send it to anyone who may love this inspiration and need this information for their own garden and seedlings. To get my newest book, the Ultimate Green Witch Garden Planner. You can find it on Amazon or you can find it on our website, cultivatingguts.com. The other thing I will let you know is that we have a few more spaces for the month of May to do some uh, garden consults. So you can find those as well on cultivatingguts.com. You can sign up for a garden consult where you'll get an hour of my time we will walk through what you need for your garden, where your challenges are, and then I will work on a plan to go forward along with a planting map and send you back a plan and get you on your way to having a wonderful biodynamic moon cycle garden this year. And you can actually go from planting your garden to installing your garden in one moon cycle. So what is that? A month? Uh, that's just so, so exciting. So that's one of the new things. As I'm working on my garden certification course, certification will be coming soon. We'll have a big announcement about that. And if you're listening to this and Earth Day is not here yet, you still have a chance to join us for an intimate 
immersion retreat at my homestead in, um, in the Chicagoland area. You could even fly in for it if you're listening and you're like not in the area. But we're spending all day learning about biodynamic gardening, getting our hands dirty, building some raised beds, doing some breath work, and so much more on April 22nd. And I'm so excited to invite you to come and join us. So you can find out more about that at www.cultivatingguts.com forward slash garden retreat. And that is our annual garden retreat. Last year, we did a four-hour half day. Year before that, we did a four-hour half day. But this year, we are doing a full day, and it is going to be amazing. And I would love to have you join us. To get all the details you need to learn more about any of the things I mentioned, visit cultivatingguts.com to get growing and your own food and creating a sustainable lifestyle for your family. <music>